Welcome, everyone in Radio Land. This is Epson Radio, of course, and this is the last interview or extra edition of uh, Artists in Residency. Amelia Bergmark has been at the radio station doing uh, radio dramas every week in February, as promised. The last one, which aired last week, Soap. Uh, closed out uh, this four-part series of her work. Um, this last one featured uh, Maria Gondek, a Danish artist living in Glasgow at the moment. And we thought, why not interview them, uh, for those of you that have been listening last week's, uh, to learn more about their practice and their thought process and how they work together. So, Without further ado, we gave them a call. Amelia was in the studio. Uh, Maria joined us via phone. And that's what we're going to play for you here. Um, I hope it adds to um, their work and helps you uh, learn more about their work. If you yourself would like to uh, have a sound piece on the radio, please be in touch. Radio at epsiloncph.dk or give us a call 502386 and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So without further ado, uh, Maria and Maria, excuse me, Maria and Amelia, uh, our phone interview about their work, SOAP. So, Amelia and Maria, via, are you in, uh, are you in London, Maria? Where are you? Um, no, I am in my studio in Glasgow in Scotland at the moment. Okay, you're in Scotland. And uh, you and Amelia, for the well, last week you premiered your show called Soap on Epsilon Radio. Yes. Uh, and adapted for the radio. Yeah. So uh, basically, Soap uh, that we listened to last week is a sound piece that was made for the exhibition Soap that me and Maria have been working on for the last six months or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. And it was as. For those of you that have been following for the last month, this was our crescendo. This was our pinnacle that we've been working towards on artists in residency. And we're going to, this is our bonus coverage of uh, Amelia. So you've been, had four weeks listening to her work. And this is a collaborative work that was meant to premiere at Siren Gallery. But apropos, every regulation in the world, it did not happen. Yeah. And uh, you guys were nice enough to put it on the radio for us. Uh, was there must, much uh, modification you had to do to the work? Um, basically, the work that we listened to last week is supposed to be part of the exhibition SOAP, which is a physical exhibition that's an installation. Uh, and there are multiple works, and this sound piece is only a very small part of uh, of that work and if we look at the exhibition soap it's maybe a bit like an apartment and soap is the work that's in the kitchen okay. and um, I guess what would have been different if soap the sound piece was in soap the exhibition is that it would have been this uh, work that came out of the kitchen sink okay there's a kitchen in the center of the gallery and on the kitchen would have been these clay heads from which the different voices came out of as well. So it would have been a, yeah, 
a more elaborate multi-channel, yeah. a multi-channel sound piece. Okay. Whereas uh, what we listened to yesterday, uh, last week, was just um, kind of this adaptation where all the voices became uh, one. Oh, and then uh, we know Amelia well here at the station. She's been here for a month. But Maria, can you tell us about your background and um, your approach to art? Um, yes. So my name is Maria Gondek and I am a Danish artist, but I am living in Glasgow at the moment. Um, I finished my master's from Glasgow Schools of Art in 2018. And so I've been hanging around after that because it's nice and cheap in Glasgow. Um, and I basically make sculptures and installations that broadly utilizes kinetics, meaning that my work, um, in, a, in lack of a better word or expression, but they perform or they are in a, in a state of transition. So they so almost exist and live uh, within a time period of an exhibition, for example. And how do you guys, do you guys know each other from Glasgow? I know you spent some time in Glasgow. Mm. No, we actually know each other from uh, our undergrad studies. So we both uh, studied at Rietfeld. That's where I met uh, Maria. And from the beginning, um, I thought she was a bit overly enthusiastic as a person. <laughs> oh, as a person, not even as an artist. Yeah. Right. No, and then, no, 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 it has nothing to do with art. This is personal. <laughs> this okay. was personal. Okay. And, then, and then we kind of uh, learned uh, that actually uh, we really, really get along well together. Were you guys frenemies? No. Okay. You always No. Okay. I mean, I had, I'm, I'm just, I have to explain myself because I had nothing to do with all this, <laughs> what Emilia was thinking. I thought Emilia was great. She was a nice person. You know, there was no feelings of like <laughs> being over, you know, um, positive or anything. But, you know, so we became friends somehow um, at some point during the Riedfeld. And then I think we just realized that we were, we sort of thought about art the same way. And um, but we sort of approach it from different directions. So I very much make sculptures, and Emilia very much makes uh, stories. Or I don't know how do you want to explain it, Emilia? But that's that's a really good way of saying it. I think that we have this basic kind of um, idea of how art should uh, be democratic or have a reach um, and have a layering. Um, and, and we can, we yeah, can always relate, kind of sorry. talk and joke about art in the same way, but then the works we make come out quite differently. Um, and we've yeah we've collaborated at a few pieces ever since we got to know each other. How long have you guys yeah. known each other now? Oh Jesus! That's prob is it twelve years now, Maria? Twelve years, okay. And this yeah, is the first, something like that. Like, is it the first joint project you guys did together? Like with both your names on it. No, I think we did like a our first like duo show, which was when we were still at Rietfeld. Uh, we, I think that was our test drive that yeah. we tried to do this, and actually a really big installation that we had that we just sort of throw ourselves into uh, <laughs> making. We transformed um, this big modernist building into like a mirror glass space. building. Yeah, and built a. a a ceiling in the middle of it 
so, which was also a flaw. It's it was very it was much bigger than I thought we would how we would do it now. Um, yeah. But I think in that process we sort of uh, realized that we could collaborate, but also that we exactly that we have these two different approaches. Mine is very physical, and Emilia's is very relational in like in in stories and other things, and they worked really well together as a as a as a setup for an exhibition that talks to each other and not just as two people's individual works presented in the same gallery or same setting yeah um, and also we so have think, a lot of fun and we, we also have a lot of fun yeah and we're good because at, of your very uh, enthusiastic and great personality that i learned to love <laughs> yeah. thank you very much and what um, you too what has uh so what's first of all what's your favorite piece that you guys have done together is it the current one? That's a bit. That's a bit tricky, Brendan. Okay. Well, then I'll ask it this way: What um, in this specific one? Why do you guys keep? What brings you back to each other? Like, what brings? What does Maria bring to your work that is additive to your practice? Um, Maria has a really good way. I think we have a really good way of uh, like. So it's it's a bit like a ping pong game that someone throws a serve and then the other person is really good at uh, playing the ball back, maybe in a slightly different direction, but also catching it and and continuing that um, that movement. Uh, so in, in this conversation, the pieces, what, what I initially said to Maria, starts to make more sense because I get to hear it back, but with a slightly different... Uh, sort of perspective okay, and Maria the same question what does uh, Amelia add to your practice that that you need her for um, basically oh it's, it's such a good question it's complicated to answer but I think there's a very it's like the same thing it, it adds a, a different input from what how I make things and I really enjoy the way that Emilia views or like makes work that are stories and I don't necessarily make those stories but um, the conversations we have in between becomes like I, I like adding to these conversations as well and I think that's why the the work that we make together works really well because we've been it's it derives from a conversation basically so maybe a good example is um, for example for this show where we wanted to do um, this exhibition at the Searing Gallery, we started out with this dysfunctional kitchen unit that was in the back of the Searing Gallery that no one was using. So we both really liked it and uh, we wanted to incorporate that in our show. Um, and from that, we sort of started a conversation about the home and the modern multifunctional space that it's become, especially now with like people working from home, but it's also a family space. It's also a private space. It's a lot of things. And I think in that conversation, I mentioned this Danish words or concept of samtelekuggen. Mm-hmm. which um is which which Amelia didn't know so I sort of explained like she knows what it is but didn't know the actual word uh so it's sort of this aspirational open plan super socializing room in the house and then from from that word that that sort of just popped up in a conversation Amelia developed this kitchen sink drama uh from that's called soap 
So, and so we give each other those kind of things to work with, which is really great because that just means you, when you've run out of inspiration yourself, you get someone else to be like, hey, but what about, what about that thing? And you're like, oh, yeah. And also Maria is really practical. Like when it comes down to skills, Maria knows how to like put up a shelf and get it straight and do it proper. And I'm not so very good at the shelf so thing, but so I can maybe maybe she's more practical. <laughs> but but maybe I can uh, you know like tell an entertaining joke while Maria is putting up the shelf. But you also, but Emilia is also really smart at putting the the the, the bits of pieces together. Like intellectually, I'm gonna. In a, in, this is a bad word using intellect in this these kind of things. But she's very good at yeah at, at putting things to ordinary things together. Things that we're talking about, making them cohe co coherent, so that they become a bigger um, platform to use um, instead of being like little small links that no one really knows where are. And I think that's what Emilia does for my work. Uh, whereas maybe I'm just really practical to Emilia. So like, how do I solve this problem? What if you did this? What if it becomes, what if the sink talks? You know, what if it's not that? What, you know, so it's, so in that sense, I think we complement each other with, with, um, yeah, with those skills, with different sets of skills. Yeah. And what was, uh, besides the physical space and the actual apparatuses, what do you think uh, the people missed from seeing it in the gallery mm, I think I have a bit of a long answer but maybe I will uh, do the long answer because I think like this piece is made during during corona and it's basically a piece about going crazy in the isolation of, of lockdown to the point where you feel like the cleaning products that you keep under your sink are like your only true friends. Um, and another piece, another theme in the piece is this like disgust for the, for the human body where the human body has kind of become this unclean and gross thing like skin bag. Um, and other people, they have become these threatening germ colonies that we don't want to come too close to. And I think um, that leads to us missing out what is really human nature, uh, which is to interact and be physical and experience things with all of our senses. Like you, Maria, you, you're very good at like using all the senses in the work what do you say to this yeah question? I, I think like, I think I think I think the show that we are still sort of working on but also that we thought is a very physical show and you really have to be present to experience the show it's not just a, you know you don't just look at it online and then you you get it because so much of it is being bodily present which is something we haven't been for a really long time because we've been in lockdown. So so I think it's not that this this whole work sort of came from lockdown. It's just that all these things that happened to us in lockdown, uh, like being so like socially 
disconnected, um, getting anxieties and fears about, um, you know, like uh, germs and this hidden th um, threat that we couldn't see and uh, bacteria. And so, so there's like been a disconnect in how we live our lives and how we exist, like very basically exist with um, our body and also the senses that we have. So, so I think it's really, so I think this show is hyper um, sensitive um, especially now, if you go and see it now, or in a time when you can see it, which is maybe in half a year, um, I think it 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 has much more to offer than just you know looking at a seeing an exhibition. And I think if we would give like a short answer, I think that it plays a lot with with humor and humor mm. that uh, sometimes borrows inspiration from slapstick, and it's just very difficult to translate slapstick to slapstick to a zoom call you know it's all about timing and little nuances and uh, how things interact in a room and that's just all lost in this sort of like very screen-based reality that we live in now mm. and is there something you think uh by being on the radio did it add anything did it introduce a new element to the pieces i mean you've had you had four and th three of them i think what's what's really great about hearing soap on the radio was that it actually enters people's living spaces the mm -hmm. show would have been in a gallery where there is this this kitchen but it would have been a show that is kind of uh, using the idea of the home as an inspiration. But when it was broadcasted through the radio, this piece actually penetrated straight into the home, straight into the everyday of people. And I think that, that changed the work in an interesting way. Yeah. And um, Maria, what are your thoughts on that? I think um, I think that's a very good observation, Emilia. Um, I hadn't really thought about that until now because I also obviously listened to it um, at home last week. Um, but I've already, but because I've been so much in the process, I didn't really think about it as such. But but it did just step into people's um, that little bubble that the home is, and it's so many things now that. Maybe it's easier to relate to it in, or maybe it's like very potently relating to your situation or the situation of lots of people right now. Everyone's going slightly nuts from not being able to socialize and, you know, having chats and laughs and all these kind of things. Um, and I think what's actually, this is to potentially to something else, but you, the way that Emilia talked about slapstick is that. Um, timing and relief of laugh or relief of comic relief is really important and I think that's something that is that is so missed out on on like zoom calls and you know text messages and all these like platforms that we have to communicate but but timing and and relief of yeah. like correct forms of relief or like when you know that you just react and that reaction is immediate um, that is something that uh, we miss out on and that, I think that's what the show can do a lot as well hopefully you know this is all like aspirations but you know that's how we think about it I think yeah overly enthusiastic I know you mentioned that 
<laughs> Don't be annoyed with me already, Brandon. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not as quick to judge really him as Amelia is. Um, and and who's actually funnier? Which one of you is more funny? I mean, I know Amelia oh, has a, a very specific sense of humor, but in a room, who's the funniest in a normal setting? Mm, that's a good question. I think we've got different strengths. Maria is very good on a dance floor. Like mm, the okay. physical oh, sense. Oh, and I've seen you on a dance floor, so oh, that's well, saying a lot. Then, <laughs> and you've not seen anything yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> you okay. haven't seen anything until okay. you've seen Maria. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe it's actually that I'm. You know, I do all these like very far taken word jokes. That's not necessarily so funny, but maybe give some comic relief. And maybe I don't know. Maybe you're. You 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 bring the physical in there as well, Maria. You're very yeah, good. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this is a question for I guess just Amelia. So we listened to four of your pieces here on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, two were in English, one was in Swedish, and one was in Danish, right? Uh, yeah, one was in Danish and Swedish. Danish and Swedish. Yeah. How do you decide? which uh language to use i see every exhibition or the process with every exhibition is basically like building a world world like there's this hip world word in in uh, marketing or a game design and it's like world making that when you design a, a game or a product or an advertisement you create a world and um, I find this word quite uh, descriptive of that process of creating a world that is this specific installation. So for soap, for instance, uh, we had been talking about this uh, kitchen sink drama, uh, which uh, comes from a British uh, sort of uh, genre of social realism Um, and it's a genre that depicts the working class and you could just kind of like if you want to do it as a one-liner the the kitchen sink drama it often portrays the angry young man disillusioned with modern society but it has also been um, transformed into like soap operas. This really famous BBC soap opera, Coron- Coronation Street, is um, is also a kitchen sink drama that I've uh, watched and been fascinated by. And um, and because of these, because it was about soap, and it was about cleaning products, and it was using also some sort of language from advertisement and uh, product names. It just it made complete sense that this piece is in English. This is a English-spoken piece, because this world is an English world. Uh, whereas for other shows like Burnout, the one with the bee and the bumblebee that we heard a couple of weeks ago, it was set in the Danish countryside and it was about these two um, pollinators meeting and um, 
having kind of translation problems between Danish and Swedish language. Uh, and that world was very clearly, for me, like a, a Nordic or there it needed to be Danish and Swedish. And um, I guess we can start. Can I say? Yeah, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Go can ahead, I, Maria. Um, I just wanted to say that I think that th th that question also, ref or like not the question, but the answer is also in that the way that I think both of us sort of make work is in is somehow sit like situation specific, you know, or or it's very. Um, site specific almost you know so when we start making works even for soap now it's like the clearest uh, you know that this kit for me it's really important that there's physical things that i can relate things to but but then the setting of it becomes really important so the danish countryside for example in the in, in emilia's piece you know it couldn't be in english because it is just set there and it wouldn't even have come into thought to make this piece in a different language because the setting was there so it's like so it, so it's so it sort of feeds itself, um, mm. and we I think we work with site specificity without with like totally misusing the word, but of reflective like site re reflection uh, in both our works, but but differently. Oh. And then I did just, that make sense? Yeah, mm. completely. And um, I had a question that is kind of related, more a question of so when I originally asked Amelia to be on the radio. You were kind of 50-50 on it. Fair to say 50-50? Yeah. Kind of like on the fence? Yeah. And, uh, and this, is, this artist in residency is something that I would like to do uh, going forward. But it is um, a difficult balance between uh, getting too artsy and reaching mm. people in their homes. Mm. So, Amelia, how has it been for you these last four weeks? What, have you gotten any feedback even if it's family and friends, what have they, what's the feedback you've gotten? Um, it's been a nice way to, to do just that, to reach into people's homes. And uh, I've gotten feedback. I think what's amazing about this medium is that it's maybe to your exhibition, you maybe know like what people will come to see the show because it's often your extended family or your colleagues but when you air something on the radio uh, on on this radio station I don't really know who's who's listening and then what I've heard back is like there's uh, there's some followers in Scotland that have uh, been fa friends and family of someone I collate uh, collaborated with and and that's someone I would have never reached uh, with a little gallery show in Copenhagen, so that's been that's been really positive. But the I think the 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 difficult part, not about the radio specifically, but about the situation we're in, where you can't make physical exhibitions and events, is that it's exactly that that comic release or that release of stress and finishing something and seeing it physically being there that just never happens it's just never you never get that release and that meeting with people to see them laugh or okay. frown or 
you never get that instant gratification that you can get in a physical meeting. You mean for you as uh, seeing the people view the work? Yeah. Yeah, in the physical space. Yeah. And uh, Maria, you, yeah. you did it this last week. Did you, I mean, it wasn't as long of a time as Amelia, but did you have any feedback? Um, sorry, say that again. Did you get any like feedback or response from, from your peers or anybody that had listened last week? Specifically um, with it being on the radio? Uh, n- not uh, as much because I also listened to it as as Emilia's piece that I listened to yeah. with her. and um, But I was listening to it with my partner and uh, she, you know, she, what, what was great was that I could observe her laugh at the right moments. Okay. Know, and that was really nice. <laughs> so because obviously we can, you know, like you could, that, that, and I think that was really great to see it being played in the life. And she was just, we were both in the couch in each our end, you know, with a little blanket and a pillow. Yeah. And uh, so it was really nice having it introduced into our sphere, which is very private yeah yeah so i'm gonna we've wasted some, yeah we've wasted you know, a decent amount of time here <laughs> and i think we've, <laughs> we've covered um a decent amount of stuff is there anything uh last words for both of you guys amelia did i leave anything out did we leave anything you're leaving the mm. residency uh, it will be uh, documented for those of you listening. So it is going to be in our archive under Artists in Residency. Uh, and all four pieces will be there, including this one, which I guess is the fifth piece or the bonus features. Yeah. Um, mm, I, maybe what I would kind of finish with is how objects talk and how that's different on on the radio you can't really see these protagonists that I always work with but that Maria also works with they become like these individuals and I think that is something uh, the things become things that talk back to you that's something that we both work with and um, and I think the reason I find that relevant and interesting is that we live in this like contemporary reality of smart objects. We carry around this phone in our pocket. And what we sometimes forget is that, so we humans, we see ourselves as designers of objects. But what we sometimes forget is that the objects then design us back or they decide how we can interact and they shape us and our reality. Um... In the, yeah, in the research think, for sorry. this piece, I've been researching IBS uh, because that was one of the traits that the narrator in, uh, in Soap is uh, struggling with, uh, a stress-induced bad tummy. <laughs> and then after writing that, I, I've, I've kept getting targeted ads about how you can control your insides with medicine or mm. self-help. So... These objects, they become an, an awkward mirror that sometimes show us an image of ourselves that is more true than what we can see ourselves. Um, and, and I think that's, uh, that's something both me and Maria work with, that we kind of create these devices to expose how weird we humans are by looking at us from the point of view of the things around us. Would you would you agree with that, Maria? 
Yeah, I would say that's a, that's like it, it sounds so broad and also so specific. <laughs> um, but I think that's that is very true, and I think um, uh, yeah, no, I think that's that is very true. And you know, I could I don't, I don't know we don't have that much time, so it's hard to get into talking about individual works. But I think the way that um, especially my work work is really that it it that these things that I make that are, you know, some kind of, in some kind of state of transition or they're active or they will, they are activated by a viewer is that they somehow mimic these emotional states that we have or, you know, our biological machinery, which is our bodies. And it's through them, the way that we see them and hear them release this, um, release themselves, that we can relate to them. So the relation for us in these objects are through their performed function. And I think this relation, which is also something that's com that relates to, or like that's really important in the world right now, is that the relation there is between that is a creation of empathy and empathy is such a strong thing that we that is very hard to put on a screen because empathy also comes with holding a hand or it comes with laughing at the right time or there's lots of emotions that come through not talking um and i think it's 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 i think the the installation that we're working towards at this whole show very much tries to create a feeling of empathy through to to any anyone who comes to see it in whatever thing they're struggling with or have been struggling with or you know the situation that's here yeah did that make sense yeah. that's a really really good way of ending it let's hope for this uh, future empathy yeah yes and it's really you should really come and see it and brendan this is just specifically to you you should come and see the exhibition <laughs> when, uh, when when, uh, when allowed when it's up yes, when we're allowed when it's all allowed and when it's up and um and then hopefully you can experience all these things uh, yourself and also you know like we already mentioned we use a lot of humor and and i think we think we're really funny and we think that this uh, show is also like a little bit of release of you know reflection of what has happened to us for this like for so long being locked in and not talking to anyone so yeah yeah definitely um so i want to thank both of you for giving us the opportunity to uh play soap uh live on on the radio i want to thank amelia for being here for the whole month um this is uptown radio it's going to be in the archive guys so check it out um yeah so goodbye for now amelia you want to say goodbye it's been a long month goodbye thank you for listening uh, and maria you want to <laughs> say goodbye to the listeners at epsilon radio Yes, goodbye from Glasgow. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Brendan.